So I always wondered, as we age, are we going to recognize that our mind is going, that we're losing our mind, or will we have to rely on other people to see that and sort of tell us that? Ooh, I think it really depends on like where you are cognitively. Like if you recognize it, then yes, you will notice, oh man, maybe I'm not remembering things very well. And then how tough is that if you don't recognize it and someone has to yeah. tell you, maybe get offended or defensive? Right, right. Especially when you've spent the majority of your life, several occasions, maybe several occasions a week, where a group of people are saying something you think is so bad s crazy mm -hmm. that you're like y'all got together and conspired right. to gaslight me and make me feel a certain way <laughs> and that's usually the case but this time i have my answer yesterday i picked up my son at school went to drums come back of course after school and drums He's too exhausted to bring his own crap into the house. <laughs> oh, how could you be expected to? I mean, right. he's got to wake up and go to school. I know. Yeah. I know. He's dead. Dead. You know your job. <laughs> My job is to gather all his garbage yeah. and bring it into the house. So I did that as per usual. Mm. And then I was going to go to the gym, not bragging. What's a mm. gym? <laughs> so I'm, I, I go to go to the gym. I cannot find my keys anywhere, and so finally I give up and I take my wife's car to go to the gym. Yeah. Well, I forgot that I had f lost the keys. This is step one. Like I, you forgot that oh, you, you no. lost the keys to your car, right? So okay. when I got back with my wife's car, it's business as usual. Yeah. Take a shower, dinner, do your nightly thing. Yeah. yeah. But then this morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, yeah, where are those? Where are my keys? Oh, keys? gosh. Yeah. And I when I tell you, I search high, I search low. A lot of times I'll be like, I left him. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't happening this morning to the point where I think for the second time ever, I was going to have to wake my wife up <gasps> and ask her to take to her in. car. And she needs her car. Right. She can't drive my car. It's a stick. Yeah. So what, oh, just, no. I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to call one of these guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm really nervous to hear where your keys are because I think that's uh, that's the, 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 the summit of this story. But, well, yeah, you could have called Kara or I, um, maybe even getting an Uber. Uber. Oh, I didn't even think yeah, of that. Yeah, see? Yeah. See? Yeah, see? They right. The mind's didn't going. Didn't think of the yeah. Uber. Like, yeah. no, Uber's no longer a part of my, this is scary. Mm. Where were the keys, you ask? Yeah. Oh, man. Guesses? In your jacket pocket? Or I think uh, maybe in, in Sam's bag. Those are places I would love for my keys to have been because where my keys are is terrifying. Oh, gosh. I left my keys. In the ignition of <gasps> my car. Dad. Oh, On the Marta line. No way. In a major metropolitan. It's not like I live out in the sticks. I'm right, not. right. Yeah. Well, That's they were bad. they were playing they were they were hiding in plain sight. True. That the last <laughs> place you would look is exactly where they're supposed to be. I dodged a bullet that that car wasn't stolen. Oh, gosh, yeah. right? I'm going to dodge another bullet here when I tell you guys, regardless where I am cognitively, mm -hmm. just please, please 
Never tell my wife she will use this against me. <laughs> right, this is credibility yeah. with all the crap I give her. <laughs> you goofed. And now you need forgiveness. I'm sorry. Tad, Drex, and Kara are going to help you ask for it. Forgive and Forget is on B98.5. So, Grant. Yes. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, I need to get it off my chest. So you made a bad first impression, and are you going to make a bad second impression? <laughs> oh, gosh. We'll see. I mean, what do I got to lose at this point? True. True. All right. Take us from the top here. You messed up a job interview with this guy named Tom. Yeah, I landed this job interview with him this past Monday. Good, good job. I mean, something you're looking forward to, So a job you would take? It seems perfect. It's great company, great pay, great benefits, all that. I need this job really bad. I got two two kids, a wife, mortgage, all that. Right. You know, need the money. So I have a good meeting at the office, and then Tom and this other guy invite me to lunch, which is a weird. I've never experienced that before. So no, I thought that's it was, probably a good. Yeah, no, that's yeah, a good like sign. The interview the conversation. Went well, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, this is wow. This is great. So we're sitting there at the restaurant, and it's taking forever. And I could tell Tom was getting impatient, so I decide that this is a good chance for me to take initiative and show him that I can solve problems. That's a dangerous place to go because if you're going to, like, go talk to the manager now to move things Mm -hmm. along to try to impress this guy, you could also come off as kind of being a jerk. I know. Like, Mm -hmm. let me talk to the manager. I know, but I'm still kind of in interview mode. So I find that, you know, I find the restaurant manager and I inquire about our delay. And the next thing I know, I come back to my seat and the manager is letting our waitress have it in front of everyone. What do you mean letting her have it? He's just laying under her. He can see it's like a a thing. I I don't know if there's a pass there or something, but he's yelling at her. How did Tom and this other guy react to that situation and did they know you were responsible for that happening i didn't say i'm gonna go take care of this but i i made it obvious that i'm like going to talk to this guy and i think they saw me and he was tom was put off by it what gave you that impression so when we're leaving tom gives me the the handshake and you know the kind of good luck on your job search kind of thing and i'm like oh Oh, wait 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 wait. did he specifically say good luck on your job search or give you the kind of good luck on your job search thing because that's important right he said something to that effect but it was basically you knew you know Basically, yeah, you screwed up, and yeah, my heart just sunk. What makes you think that getting us involved and calling this guy (laughs) is going to help you? Maybe because it shows initiative and it's solving problems. Yeah, but you already <laughs> showed, you showed yeah. initiative. It blew I'm up in your face. It, but, I, but I think you said earlier when we first picked up, you are like, well, what else do I have to lose? That's all right. <laughs> yeah. And what happens if it doesn't work with us? Are you going to move on to channel two? Like, <laughs> at what point <laughs> Tom is going to be like, Grant, who now? Right, what? enough already. This guy, like, Temporary right. restraining order exactly. from Grant. <laughs> like, hey, it's Grant. I'm in your bushes outside the office. I hope you don't mind. I just wanted to show initiative. I took the initiative and trimmed them because they were looking a little long. <laughs> Why don't you give us a couple of minutes? We're Because I want to do this before you change your mind because it's great for us. 
We'll get Tom <laughs> on the phone next, okay? All right. You need forgiveness. I'm sorry. Tad, Drex, and Kara help you ask for it. Forgive and Forget is on B98.5. So Grant was just telling us that he went to lunch after a job interview with his potential employer named Tom and some other guy. They were at lunch. Service was horrible. It was mm-hmm. taking forever. So Grant thought he would show initiative by talking to the manager. Well, next thing you know, manager is yelling at one of the employees, I guess the server that was supposed to be tending to their table. And this guy that Grant was interviewing with, Tom, totally put off. In fact, when they left the restaurant, Tom offered his hand and said, good luck on your job search. That does not bode well for actually getting the job. Mm -hmm. So Grant is looking for our help getting forgiveness from Tom. Yes, we're going back to that well. (laughs) Grant, he won't know you're on the line when he first picks up. Okay. Strap in. Fingers crossed. Hello? Is this Tom? Yes, it is. This is Tad Drex and Kara from B98.5. How are you? I'm kind of wondering what's going on when they asked to patch you through. We just wanted to talk to you about this interview you had on Monday. I guess you talked to this guy named Grant. Yes. And the interview didn't go too well? I mean, what, what happened? Unfortunately, we have this little test that we do for employees, and he didn't do that well on it. Uh Got to let you know, this is a feature on our show called Forgive and Forget. I think I know what your test is. The guy that you were interviewing with, Grant, actually is on the other line. He was hoping for another chance with you guys. I just wanted to convince you that that I actually am the right guy for the job. Uh, Grant, we look for certain intangibles in a person, which we felt that you did not have. Does that have to do with this test? Dad, you know about this test? Are you familiar? Well, I'm just putting it all together, and I'm figuring that part of the test is you take them to lunch, you duke the lady at Applebee's 100 bucks, and ask them to give you poor service I mean, to see whether or not... that stretch. Well, it was $50, but we gave the waitress $50 to, to leave us alone and not bring us our food, and we wanted to see how Grant would react to that. He did get up. He talked to the manager. And is that what you wanted? Well, we initially, that is, yes, that is what I wanted to see. However, Good. what happened next was, now the manager, who was not in on this, who we did not pay, started bawling out the waitress right in front of us. And Grant did not do a thing. He did not defend this waitress. None of this was her fault. He just sat there and let her take it. So and, I was supposed to say and something. Me and, and Steve, that's who the guy I was with, we were a bit taken aback that he would just sit there. Well, what were you guys doing, it. Tom? Yeah. What did you and this guy Steve do? We sat back to see how Grant would handle it. I didn't know there were people being paid for this and I, <laughs> that I was on display here. Whether you knew or not, you did not stick up for this poor woman. <laughs> that I'm you caught you caught was hard to get yelled at. Do you understand that? Tom, next time you need to pay the manager as well. <laughs> the manager didn't know what was going on. And now you're asking Grant to intervene on a dispute between the manager who does not know this whole ruse and that uh, he started. What were you thinking when the manager was yelling at the waitress? I was just really nervous about the whole thing and I felt like the interview was still kind of going on and if but that's it. You felt that you, you, you did enough, but you didn't. Tom, this feature is called Forgive and Forget. <laughs> Grant was calling because he knew that the interview didn't go very well. Grant, I got to ask you before I ask for Tom's forgiveness, do you still want to work for this guy? Like, honestly. I mean, I, I, I would 
Uh, yeah, I would. I would. Unfortunately, Grant, it's not up to you. It's up to me. Oh boy. And you're going to give him a second chance. And I'm not. <sighs> he has all the qualifications, but just what I saw of his character just sent up a red flag to me and the person I was with. All right. Thank you. I'm pretty sure Grant just dodged a bullet. I know he's <laughs> desperate to find work at everything, but and and I know that companies are trying to get creative when it comes to the interview process. Sure, yeah. But to pay the server at the restaurant to set Grant up to see how he'd handle it. Mhm. And then when the manager chews out the employee, now now suddenly Grant is being judged on that as well. You say he he, he judged up. a bullet. You say he t uh, Grant dodged a bullet. Yeah, yeah. If the boss is setting up crazy things like this yeah. and then doesn't take responsibility for it being his fault in the first place, then what else is going to happen mm. when you're in the office? Tom doesn't know how to set up like a scenario. He yeah. just doesn't know how to. He just he screwed up. That's interesting. Refusing. Seems like Tom, in my opinion, was look was looking for a top one percenter. And how do you do that by creating oh these gosh. scenarios? Honestly, though, I, I like to play. I like to play. Four zero four seven four one zero nine eight five. Your reaction to that nonsense? On the next Forgive <laughs> and Forget on B ninety eight point five. Coming up tomorrow, get this: Lauren needs to ask Caroline for forgiveness for not inviting her to a party at Caroline's house. Wait, at at her own house. At her she wasn't invited what? to own house. What's happening? <laughs> Tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Want to weigh in on what Tad, Drex, and Kara are talking about? Leave them a message on the free V98.5 app. Just click the open mic feature and you could hear yourself on the show. Tad, Drex, and Kara, weekday mornings from 5 to 10 on V98.5. Cringiest thing to happen on a job interview? I'm pretty <laughs> sure we heard about that earlier <laughs> yeah so tom took grant out to lunch during a job interview and tom paid the waitress to say like hey don't bring our food out you know make make us wait delay the food to see how grant would react in a stressful situation <laughs> right mm -hmm. the whole thing ends up with the waitress getting yelled at by the manager and tom telling grant like you didn't stick up for the waitress this thing's your fault you don't get the job Ugh. what so on <laughs> one hand grant took initiative by yeah getting things moving along but then it was tom that didn't like how everything went down i'm right. like dude you created this mess <laughs> you, you started this place. i mean there's just no more of a stressful situation than being in the job interview though for I sure mean, i may be being interrogated by the cops but even then you're allowed to have a lawyer yeah right. but if you're like strapped for cash and you're needing yeah. a job like if things are coming down to the wire you want so hard to make a good impression and to get that job yeah the best way to go about a job interview is to not care and you know even in this morning's case he'd been out of work since november he's yeah. desperate to get back and and work he's got a family how do you not the care more though you want it, the harder it is no but then how do you if you come across that you don't care then the interviewer is like oh, oh he doesn't care not serious. Out. Yeah. i don't know yeah it's it's just a fine line 
But uh, have you ever had anything like cringy happen on a job interview? <laughs> it, it could come from either side. It could f- come from the interviewer yeah. or the interviewee. I mean, I was the interviewee when I was younger. I'd applied to work at a Ford dealership, kind of parking and washing cars and taking them to the service center. Uh, part of the job interview, though, is that you have to know how to drive all the cars, you know, like F-350s and all that right, stuff, yeah. Yeah. including the Mustangs that are manual shift. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to drive a manual shift. I was born in 1983, okay, Tad? No. I don't need to know how to do that. <laughs> If you're if you don't drive a stick shift, you are not driving. You are steering. Cool. So did you actually get in one of their Mustangs and try and drive it? Or oh, did yeah. you just be like, No, I'm I can't do that. After the uh the Kirch was burning, I think they didn't give me the just my saying it right. Clutch. 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 Oh, yeah, no. Lord. The clutch. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> All right. So that wasn't uh as cringy. I'm hoping that things can get cringy. Come on. Laura in Lawrenceville. It was back when you used to send out your resumes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this guy calls me, and he says, my name is Steve, and I saw your resume on someone else's desk at work, and I want to know if you would meet me to do an interview on Saturday night. The (sighs) office building will be closed, so my mom says, you are not going alone. So she says to my boyfriend at the time, you go with her, wait down in the car, but half an hour, go up and see what's going on. So I was up there for like 45 minutes, and my boyfriend never showed up. Uh. Oh, man! And what? I go downstairs. He's asleep in the car. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. So how did things turn out? Like, was Steve a creep or? They were good guys. I worked for them for 10 years. Oh, <laughs> nice. my, my husband also ended up working for them for about eight years. Was your husband your previous boyfriend? Same guy yeah. that fell asleep and left you in the, oh, interesting. Aww. Yeah, he just kind of left me there. But yeah, they saw us through getting married and having kids and everything else. Wow. Amazing <laughs> story. Thank you so much. Wow. So it started creepy, though. For it sure, sure did. <laughs> Looking for the cringiest thing to happen on a job interview. It doesn't have to be some sexual thing mm-hmm. where some predator is taking mm-hmm. advantage of a young woman. It could just be like, I just feel like it is the perfect storm for just being uncomfortable. And so you've got nerve. one person who's nervous, the other person who's looking for a creative ways Uh to find out whether or not it's the right person it's the perfect storm for just feeling uncomfortable and kind of cringy for an awkward turtle i wonder what would happen (laughs) right i wonder what would happen if you sat down in a job interview and just looked at the person and said i'm nervous like just get that out of the way like would that make things easier and avoid these situations maybe i guess it depends on what kind of job it is if you've got to be cool under pressure and kind of keep your cool and you come right out and say, I'm nervous. Right. That's not going to be a good look. I mean, I can't. Two radio jobs? I lost my voice in the interview. You I'm did interviewing not really? for a job that requires me to lose my voice. And oh, I'm like, no. So, anyway, so I was starting. Wait, I mean, it was were terrible. you? Were you like, was there uh, symptoms nerve. beforehand? I have, One time I was sick, but the other time I was just nervous. It was for a job in Boston. It was the pin- pinnacle. To work yeah. on the air in Boston yeah. was the pinnacle of everything. Like, that was the town that I would go to when I wanted to hear yeah. big time radio shows. Sonny Joe White, all these legends, you know? And uh, so I was just really, I was just It was like, just the so pressure? I got Seriously? the job. I can't you? believe oh, I wow. got the job. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but that <laughs> was your no voice. That was your body's reaction to kind of being anxious <laughs> yeah, and stressed out. That's voice. so wild. Um, cringy things happen on job interviews. 404-741-0985. You can call. You can leave us a message. 
on the Facebook page or inbox us there. Yeah, Stacey McCarthy said that she interviewed at a small internet provider and an employee burst in and started ranting and raving at the manager who was conducting the interview about how crappy the job was and how bad they were being treated. And the manager got up, escorted him out, but you could still hear them arguing out in the hallway. So the interviewer came back in and apologized and they continued with the interview. And he was actually surprised that he that she wasn't shaken by the outburst at all. And she explained that she worked in a high-stress manufacturing plant before and knew that sometimes tempers get the best of us. Right. But a few days later, he called to discuss the position and revealed that corporate was making him do the interviews, but he wanted to hire his wife for the position and that they had staged the employee's temper tantrum in hopes that she would walk out of the interview and wouldn't <gasps> want the job anymore. No. Yeah. Oh, that's cringy, all right. <laughs> and he, and this, the guy admitted to that? Yeah. I told you guys, I was on the other side of that where I was asked to be the guy to barge into the room to see how the candidate would react. Dumb That doesn't sound like something you would do. Never drag. No, no, seriously, that's something I would do. (laughs) Doesn't sound like something you would do. Like you wouldn't want to. I was reluctant to participate. We also heard from Marissa Ware who says as a teen, she was basically being hired by another teen and went to a group interview and the questions were things like, what was your favorite curse word? And at the end, they couldn't decide on who was going to get the job. So they had to play rock, paper, scissors. Oh, no. See, that's no way, man. That's great. Interview with young young people whenever you get a chance like yeah let's go rock paper scissors <laughs> check your, check your riz future. bro right? no cap 404-741-0985 looking for the cringiest thing to happen on a job interview Jacqueline in Lithonia so I was interviewing this kid for a back of house job at a major major retail store and my doc manager is looking at us crazy when, he, when I brought the guy into the office. So I sit the guy down, I start interviewing, and within like two minutes, security comes in, and they tell the guy, we've been looking for you. <laughs> Apparently, he was one of the guys that they had had like a rash of thefts within the store. Oh, what an idiot. And oh, he no. was one of the guys who was a kid who was like, they had pictures of him. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy just walked in for an interview knowing, you know, like he had to have known they were looking for him. It's Ocean's Macy's. He wanted to work the system <laughs> for yeah, inside. Inside. Yeah. He was playing Danny Ocean. Yeah, yeah. He was like one of the Bash brothers. This guy was a complete <laughs> idiot. <laughs> 404-741-0985. You can call that or leave us a message. Use the open mic on the B98.5 app. Wendy in Gainesville. So I was interviewing at a DUI school, and the man that was interviewing me was a lot older than I was. And he told me that um, he had another job for me if I was interested, but wanted to meet me elsewhere. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) So I ended up meeting him, and it turned out he was trying to interview me for an escort service. Uh Uh-huh. No. And then once I left that job interview, he ended up stalking me at the job that I worked at currently at that time. What job were you working that he was stalking you at? At that time, I was at Goodwill. (laughs) My wife spends enough time at Goodwill. She's actually got two restraining orders against <laughs> her. <so. laughs> Appreciate the call, Wendy. Amanda in Powder Springs. Is, sometimes the cringy stuff is just like the creative questions they try to mm-hmm. ask you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my friend uh, Sarah got this question. She was going for a restaurant job, and they're like, what's your spirit animal? 
And you're like, oh. why are you, what are you, <laughs> re, do I've you heard, want to work for these people? I've heard the, are you weird? No, no, the one I heard was, do you like people? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no, you, not you right now. So what about you, Amanda? <laughs> the interviewer was this really disinterested, middle-aged corporate type. So the last question that he asked me is, if you could be any tree, what tree would you be? And I was so caught off guard by this stupid question that I literally laughed in his face. And that was the end of the interview, and I never heard back from them again. So how many years ago was this? Oh, this was like 13, 14 years ago. Okay, you've had over a decade to think about it. So what is it? What tree would you be? (laughs) I would definitely be a weeping willow. Yes, girl. I was just thinking the same thing. Why is the no. Weeping Willow a good choice? Because Kara? they've got the best switches to break off and beat somebody with. <laughs> <laughs> I do have two kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heading out of town? Take Tad, Drex, and Kara with you wherever you go and listen live in the free B98.5 app. Giving you the stuff you need so you can start your crazy day. Tad, Drex, and Kara's Info to Go is on B98.5. We're protected by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters, cloudy, scattered showers, more widespread rain tonight, high of 59. It's 50 in Midtown. What's going on, Kara? We'll talk about what the mom of that cute little Taylor Swift fan thought when Jason Kelsey scooped her up in the crowd (laughs) on Sunday. But the University of Georgia is mourning the loss of one of their own today. Q died peacefully in his sleep at the age of 10. Who? Q. It was Ugga X. It's the mascot. He was the winningest mascot in Georgia history, took over in 2015, and retired back in 2022. Ugga X. Ugga X. Is also known as Q. Q. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I, he, you would have thought that all the Bulldogs had the same name, like like, like Ugga. Like his name is Ugga. Well, he's Ugga X. X is the Roman numeral for 10. For sure, for I get 10. that. He's the 10th edition. Do the dogs know that they're number? They, oh, God. No, they don't. No, they right. don't. No, they yeah. have no idea. They just Nobody know you've them. got sausages in your pocket, and they That's are happy they to see you. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of George Foreman. You know, he named all of his kids. All of his kids. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. All I can think of is, what if George Foreman has one son named Noah? Uh, the, the weird <laughs> you know, one. Like, Am I supposed to feel what special here? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> well, all of the bulldogs that have served as Ugga have been part of a line of pups owned by the Settler family in Savannah. And fun fact, I had Ugga's four brother growing up. Really? So, yes. Wesley Skeever's Jeez. family and, and our family both got a pup from Ugga 4's litter. We got our pups because they weren't pure white so they weren't in the running to become the georgia mascot well anybody would do business with a family with the last team skeevers kind of throws me off like they just they sound like a sketch fam moving on anyways (laughs) i think everybody's seen this cute little taylor swift fan that was lifted up in the stands by a shirtless jason kelsey by now it's Mm -hmm. totally gone viral her name is ella and she knew her idol taylor swift was going to be in the building so she brought a sign to get her attention and it worked because jason spotted the little girl and scooped her up so she could say hello to Taylor. She and her mom hit up the Today Show to describe what happened and her mom said it was just an incredible experience. She came down and was it was like the happiest I've ever seen her. She was like crying just of happiness. It was it was so cool. Would you let 
a strange shirtless man scoop up your eight-year-old daughter in a arena like that? Well, he's not a strange man. He's a celebrity, quote well, unquote. Kind of like if you recognize that he was a celebrity, but right. if you didn't know he was a celebrity, and here's this drunken shirtless man that's wanting to scoop up your child so that they can see Taylor Swift. We're talking that- about people in Buffalo, first of all. Let's <laughs> let's get that out of the way. You got to give Jason Kelsey credit. Taylor Swift is in that suite, right? And the attention is on you. Right. How did he manage that? <laughs> you got to take your shirt you gotta off, take man. Your shirt you got to take your shirt off and drink a little yeah. You know, if you get sweaty and want to take your shirt off, that'd be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Answer more questions than Kara. Grab a quick hundred bucks. But she won't make it easy. It's Are You Smarter Than Kara on B98.5. Sponsored by R.S. Andrews, heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical, Kara Incoming. Good morning. Good morning. Can you kick our pop culture princess, Kara, out of the studio? I'll see you in a minute. I'm out of here, Kara. Good luck. All right, so Kara Incoming is just going to be Kara, but this will be Princess Kara here. We've got to figure out. Well, are you Kara with a K or Kara with a C? I'm Kara with a K. Would be cool as if we didn't acknowledge it or make a big deal out of it. We're just talking about people's names. It's not. All right. So Kara's going to step out of the studio. Princess Kara, that is. There you go. Jeez, here I go. Right. Uh, We'll ask you these five trivia questions, and we'll bring Princess Kara back into the studio. Answer more right than Princess Kara. She has to pay you $100 of her own money. Are you ready, commoner Kara? Uh I hope so. I'm going to do my best. Peasant Kara? Peasant Kara. All right. Question number one. Two songs in the Barbie soundtrack were nominated for Oscar awards yesterday. What city is Barbie's beach house located in? Malibu. Number two. Trader Joe's released a list of their customers' favorite items. Please tell me that those peanut butter filled pretzels are in there. They were number one. Absolutely. True or false, Aldi owns Trader Joe's. False. Number three, fans were confused. Why producers of The Bachelor blurred out the Canadian flag during the show's recent premiere? What object is on a Canadian flag? Uh, Maple leaf. Number four, Jennifer Nettles has been named host of the new dating show Farmer Wants a Wife. (laughs) Before going solo, Jennifer Nettles was part of what country group? Um, I want to say Little Big Town, but I don't know if that's right. They were sweet. They were very sweet. Oh, Sugarland. Number five, for the second time in three days, a stalker was arrested outside Taylor Swift's home. In 2017, Taylor Swift ushered in her villain era with the release of what album? Bad Blood. Bringing Kara back in. <laughs> so Karen coming did okay. Princess Kara's back in the studio. We'll see what happens. Ready for the same questions? I'm ready. Number one, what city's Barbie's beach house in? Malibu. All right, one, yeah. one. Question two, true or false, Aldi owns Trader Joe's. That's true. It is true. Karen Cummings said it was false, so it's two to one. I thought it was two brothers. One of them started Aldi. The other started Trader Joe's. Is that basic? So Good you question. just did limited research on That's this? Correct, yeah. <laughs> Number three, what object is on a Canadian flag? Uh, the maple leaf. Karen Cummings got that right, so it's three to two. Question four. Before going solo, Jennifer Nettles was part of what country group? Sugarland? Oh, come on. <laughs> I was getting a little nervous. I was like, do I need to give Kara the same hint? Yeah, we, we hinted for Karen Cummings. She got it right. So did you, Kara. It's uh, four to three. Question five. In 2017, Taylor Swift ushered in her villain era mm. with the release of what album? 
reputation. Yeah, Karen Cumming didn't get it ah. right. All right, final score this morning. Princess Kara, five. Karen Cumming, three. Are you smarter than Princess Kara? Peasant Kara is not. <laughs> <laughs> I will stay a peasant. All right, new record, 1,660 wins, 51 losses. Sorry, Kara. No worries. Have a good day. No cash, but you get a pair of tickets to see Avril Lavigne September 3rd at Maris Bank Amphitheater. They go on sale Friday, 10 a.m., LiveNation.com. Have a great time. Woohoo! Thank you. We play twice every weekday morning, 635 and 735. And coming up at 8 o'clock, your chance to win $1,000. B98.5's Plastic Payoff. Thanks for listening to the Tad, Drex, and Kara podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates and hear the show weekday mornings from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5.